Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns, on the Blue Wire Podcast Network, where today we go into detail about the Browns' defense, which, unfortunately, it was a really great performance overshadowed by a struggling offense, as we know, and has been well-documented and covered yesterday's podcast and in a write-up both Monday and as well as you'll see a piece on the scheme structure and plays being left on the field today at the OBR. If you have a chance, go to the website because I think it will enlighten you if you are a Kevin Stefanski uh, struggling. Uh, you know, I don't know what the best way to put it is. If you're trying to blame things on the play caller, you need to check it out. Um, yeah, so the Browns defense only gave up 303 yards despite being on the field 77 plays due to the inept Browns offense. Uh, pretty good. Actually, the funny thing is the Browns went for only 262 yards, uh, but their yards per play was 4.6 to Baltimore's 3.9. They were able to hold the Ravens to 148 rushing yards, which, again, if you're looking at the Ravens this year, okay, and they've had a weird year. They've been up and down, obviously, um, you know, I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy to say that they've had one of the weirder seasons, uh, you know, the injury luck and all of that stuff. But when you truly look at what they've done in the run game, this has been one of the better performances the, uh, against them. They held them to 148 rushing yards, but it's not just that. It was the ability to keep them at 140 passing yards in this game as well, which if you look at their season, the 303 yards the Browns allowed, uh, the Browns put on them in terms of allowed yards, one yard less than the Miami Dolphins held them to the week before. And then the only game that a team actually held them to fewer yards was the Chicago Bears the week before, but that was obviously with Tyler Huntley as their quarterback and not Lamar Jackson. So phenomenal, phenomenal uh, results in this game. They let Lamar go for 17 carries, 68 yards, kept it in check. Devontae Freeman went 16 for 52. Latavius Murray only 8 carries, 14 yards. Um, Lamar Jackson goes 20 of 32, 165 yards. One touchdown passing on, again, a heroic throw. Kudos to him on that throw. And then the four interceptions. Mark Andrews goes 4 for 65 and a touchdown. Marquise Hollywood-Brown goes 8 for 51. Rashad Bateman goes 4 for 31. And then a bunch of other minimal numbers there. So... You really have to leave impressed with this thing. Creating four turnovers, forcing them to punt three times. They got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens off the field 11 of 12 times. So that's 11 series that ended in a kick, whether it was a field goal or a punt or an interception, got them off the field 11 of 12 times. Only gave up that one touchdown on some ridiculous uh, off-script plays that Lamar was able to make, throwing, looping that ball down the sideline on the interference to Andrews and then the heroic running backwards, creating a play out of thin air play as well. That gets them to 16 points. Again, everybody praises the Dolphins approach and what they were able to do to them and the different things they did. Well, the Dolphins gave up another yard. I mean, the Browns, they're not getting the national recognition because they lost this game because they scored 10 points. You know, the guys who played well, according to pro football focus, Grant Delp at a 91.1 total grade, 90.5 in coverage, had a stop tackle, had an interception in coverage, just where he was supposed to be in 44 snaps. By far the most snaps for Grant Delpit in a single game this year. Love to see Grant Delpit continue to make strides. Jeremiah Wusu-Koromo, who uh, we are going to talk about extensively in our Chalk Talk session that I'm going to share with you guys that myself and John Stephenson did for uh, OBR uh, Twitch followers. Just phenomenal. Again, 88.1. He had nine stop tackles in this game. That's bananas. That is an unreal effort. His click and close is ridiculous. A 90.7 run defense grade, a 67.2 coverage grade, where he only allowed eight yards in coverage on the two targets in his direction. I mean, I, high praise is coming for him. You'll hear it. I think he's phenomenal. Greg Newsom in 77 snaps had a 78.7 coverage grade, two stop tackles of his own, allowed only two catches on three targets for 10 yards. John Johnson, 
good game after some really rough games the last few weeks. Had 80 snaps. He had a 77.7 total grade, 69.3 in coverage, 85.6 tackle score, and a 78.5 uh, for him in run defense where he had he had a stop of his own in run defense. He had uh, two catches allowed on four targets for 18 yards. Great, great effort. Miles Garrett, a 73.2 in the backfield all night, five pressures. Him and Jadevian Clowney each with five pressures uh, apiece. Obviously, Miles was able to convert a sack. He had a couple stop tackles as well. Sione Takitaki came on in base. They preferred him over Mac Wilson. So he was your Sam linebacker. He came up, they, they kept, so the big difference here is that they kept Mac Wilson on the sideline in those situations where they would typically have taken JOK off and run Mac on. They kept JOK on the field. JOK played 68 snaps. And what was exciting to me is that when they were in predictable pass situations, they wanted to take the Mike linebacker off the field. So your two linebackers in the look were Ronnie Harrison bumped down as your dimebacker, and then JOK, Troy Hill in the slot, Grant Delpit deep, and, and, and uh, John Johnson. And that is a formidable group, a ton of speed. Troy Hill also played well, did not give up a pass completion on the one target his direction. Um, that's a group that you feel good about, right? Greedy Williams played 14 snaps. He covered fairly well in his 14 snaps. That's a group you feel good about. A ton of them. I thought Ronnie Harrison, he had a 58.4, but he was great in run defense, a 79-1 and 86.2 tackle score with the four stop tackles in the game. You move Ronnie Harrison closer to the line of scrimmage, that's where he finds the most success in his career. That's something that you could maybe consider at the right price keeping him around for. He obviously gave up passing yards in this game, 70 yards on his own, five of eight uh, targets in his direction. Obviously had that penalty as well, but he had an interception. Denzel Ward had an interception. Ward played well, only gave up 26 passing yards in his direction on four of six targets, uh, four of completions and six targets. Again, Denzel has trended up for me, really liked it. Uh, we should have mentioned earlier, Grant Delpit had that pick. John Johnson had a pick. Um, Denzel and then and then Ronnie Harrison are the four interceptions. Malik McDowell, I thought, played pretty well in the in the interior. Uh, he did his usual thing in 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 uh, anchoring and splitting double teams when he found them. Sixty five point four run defense grade. Malik Jackson got after the quarterback well. Uh, not, I wouldn't say well, but good enough, better than I anticipated. He bounced back, had a better run defense game in this one. Clowney didn't grade well overall. I, I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, I think he was a little fatigued by uh, some of the efforts where he was chasing Lamar Jackson around and didn't get to him, but I thought he played better than the metrics. Anthony Walker was okay, a little slow triggering, got his eyes confused a few times in his 67 snaps. He had uh, three stop tackles of his own, and then Jordan Elliott as well. Didn't grade well, but I thought he was a little better than what they say. He had a couple pressures in the game. Tack McKinley had a couple pressures. Sheldon Day and his 21 snaps had a couple pressures. The thing that I'm uh, really feeling good about, he had 21 total pressures in this game. That's a high volume, high volume. And 33 stop tackles. By far the most stop tackles they have had in a single game. That's how well they played moving forward, how well they answered the run game bell. Uh, this 70.3 total defense grade is among their best of the year. Where they got hurt in this one was the pass rush. But again, the way Baltimore RPOs you and does different things to make you stay honest at the line of scrimmage, I'm not I'm not all too surprised. They tackled an 81.4 tackle grade was their best this year. The previous best grade of tackling at 81.4, the best was week one, Kansas City. They had a 71.4. That tells you how much better they were. Run defense was the best it has been since... Week four with Minnesota, 67.3. So you also feel good about that. So many positives for this defense. I mean, could go on and on. I just really thought everything they were able to accomplish on that side of the football, it's, it's, let me put it this way. And I talk about it with John Stephenson here in a moment. They're built right now with this group. If they can get this group on the field like we saw, more JOK, more Ronnie Harrison Dimebacker, more Grant Delpit Deep. This is something that going forward, I really like. And I think we have to continue to talk about the offense struggling and the defense being under a magnifying glass and them getting some unfair treatment based on that, in my opinion. They've been 
solid enough to win a lot of football games this year, guys. Solid enough to win a lot of football games on that side of the football. So, you know, you can be mad at Joe Woods all you want. Some of the things he could do could frustrate you, but they played their butt off Sunday night, and it's an absolute shame they didn't get a win because the defense was as good as anybody has been against the Ravens this year. And I'm very excited to see how they handle it in two weeks when they get the Ravens again, prepare for them, prepare for them, prepare for them, get them again. Hopefully they can do the same thing. So what I'm going to do is share the Twitch Chalk Talk session with you from when I started with John Stephenson, who comes on every week Tuesday with me, breaks down the defense, good, bad, in between. And we will do that now. So, again, I tried to paint as many pictures as I could for you what we're talking about. We do get to some philosophical discussions, some plays you probably remember, the interceptions, some JOK plays. And I urge you, too, if you have Game Pass, go back and check out some of the timestamps I reference here. I would love your feedback. When you listen to this, if you don't like it, you can't follow it, it's not worth your time, let me know. I won't do it again. But I do think this has some benefits to talking through plays you remember and potentially giving you an opportunity to go back and and look at some plays John and I reference as a means to understanding how the Browns defense played. So again, would love your feedback on this. If you can, if you can't, whatever, that's fine. DM the OBR film breakdown Twitter account and let me know, or just hit me up with a tag on Twitter and I can figure it out that way. But I do think this can be a fun exercise week to week to talk through the game film because we are a film breakdown podcast and I want to try to incorporate more of that. So let's get over to our time on the Twitch, uh, OBR Twitch, where we talk about the Browns defense. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. John has broken his stuff into categories here. Uh, hit us up with it, John. Go through whatever you want to go through. All right, let's um, let, let's start with defending the read run game. So we know that one of the biggest challenges of facing Lamar, aside from keeping him in the pocket, is the diverse running game. Um, not many NFL teams run. In fact, no NFL teams run read concepts where the reading defender in the run game is consistently as constantly as the uh, the Ravens do. It it adds an extra element. It also requires, <clears throat> excuse me, an extra defender in the box. And then when you throw in that Lamar Jackson's the one doing the reading and the pulling, um, it's uh, it can be difficult. So uh, let's go to uh, 54 seconds, please. We're going to start there. All righty. Okay, so, and let me ask you this. Did you see that interview with JOK the other day where they were asking him about um, his process and speed? He gave a really interesting answer where he talked about how um, the linebacker coach, um, how Tarver sort of taught him to sort of break down how exactly he's, you know, just taking what he's seeing and translating it into action. No, what did he say? Give us a quick okay, answer. So he was talking about um he, he mentioned patting several times, like P-A-T-T-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. And, and a big part of that was he they're teaching them that at the snap they're patting their feet and the, their eyes are on their visual key, their indicators, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're almost holding their spot. And then when they see it, it's you know, go like that. So um 
I think we've talked about this a little bit as well. So when, when particularly inside linebackers, when they're reading the run pass key, you're going to see them pop their feet up and down when they're in coverage and they hit the top of their drop. And then they're just reading the quarterback. You see them patting their feet, literally bouncing them up and down. It's, it's kind of a cool thing. Like once you, um, once you see it or once you hear about it, you'll notice it, but it's like, a, it's a really big part of their footwork and it helps to tie in their, their body and their eyes to um, sort of hold themselves in place. So when it's time to, you know, to go their bodies in the optimal position to go. So the, the, the idea is you don't want to be flat footed, right? You want, you want to be able to pop your feet. And then when it's time to move in whatever direction it is, you want to be able to just get a cleat in the ground. In fact, get both cleats in the ground and just move as quickly as you can. So this first play right here, um, watch uh, Walker. This is going to be an RPO and see when he's there. So watch him. Okay, top of the screen, I should describe it better since we're on the podcast. So he's the B-gap defender right there. Um, he's right in the middle of the logo. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get an RPO here, run pass uh, option here. So this is something called a hold call. So notice it's clearly run, but you'll notice that he doesn't – he pats his feet and he doesn't immediately get downhill. And you can see how much slower he is compared to the other linebacker. And, and watch out how he pops his feet right there. So the idea is they want they want to force the ball – to be given to the um to the tailback right there. They don't want Lamar pulling the ball and doing any of his Lamar shenanigans, or they don't want him pulling the ball and throwing it over right there. So what they're telling him to do is they're telling him to hold right there. Literally just pat your feet, let the running back get the ball. You know, you want to be in that window right there for the slant or whatever sort of inside breaking routes coming, you know, paired with the, the RPO. And uh, just take that away, and then you can get downhill. It's one of those things where, like you only have 11 players. There's only so much you can do to take away certain things. And when you take away something, you you open up something else. So they've made the the decision that they're they're not going to die on that that RPO hill with him pulling the ball and popping it around like that for those quick gains right there. They're gonna they're gonna let the running back get the ball and go tackle him right there. It's um and and they did this several times. Um and you know what's interesting is, I don't feel like Baltimore runs as many RPOs as people would expect them to. You know because they run this read game. It's very it's very college so to speak. But they, you know, I, I can, I don't know if, if you counted, but I, I can remember maybe three or four, but they, I don't know. It's just when you see their offense, you would think RPOs all day and they really don't do it for whatever reason. Um, let's go to, I'm sorry, let me get my list up here. Let's go to 551. So we're going to look at a couple more, a um, couple more replays. So the Browns defending the read here. This is um, the speed option play. Sure, I'm sure a lot of people remember this one. Um, they try and read Clowney right here. So th- there are a couple of great things happening. Um, you're going to see uh, Clowney's at the top of the screen there. Uh, they're going to leave him unblocked. Uh, Lamar's going to run straight at him. Um, he wants to force him to a decision right now, although he's like nine times out of ten. He's not going to um, hold the ball here. He's just really – it's more of like a pitch play. Like he's running straight at Clowney just to force him to a decision so he can get the ball outside. It's not something like, you know, you're watching Army and they run it where the quarterback might pull it and cut up. So um, Clowney, first he does a great job getting to him. And second, watch JOK. Watch how quick he gets downhill there. It's it's crazy how quick that step is. Like by the time he hits his third step, he's just straight full speed. It's a different speed. He literally really is. is a different speed. Yeah, and, and the other really nice piece right there, as we can see from the tight view, is we see what's called a profile tackle. So you're going to see JOK's holding the ball carrier's inside hip, and then you've got Delpit fitting on the outside hip right there. So they're, they're, it's a vice tackle, right? They're on each side right there. It's like a vice, and they're squeezing the ball carrier together so he has nowhere to go. The other thing I really like about JOK, particularly you know in the open field, these types of plays, is he's really patient. Mm-hmm. Like he breaks down. He, he gets to where he needs to go really quickly, but he doesn't – he doesn't really commit till he needs to, if that makes sense. And I love like here the, the the tackling. Watch him. He notices Delpit has him wrapped up. Watch what he does. He tackles the football. Look at his yeah, two he's hands coming around the, the ball, ball right there. Absolutely. Second man in. Try and pull the ball out. Yep. He's just yeah. smart, man. He's just he really, really smart. is. Yeah, his his I think his football IQ, particularly for a rookie, is off the charts. And did you, you did you mention who said it? Was it JOK that said it or Tarver about the pop the feet? No, it was uh, it was JOK. I'm trying to find it as we're sitting here. He's talking. I saw it. Gosh, where did I see it? You know, I saw it on Twitter. Someone had posted it, and okay, but I couldn't tell you um who it was. Just kind of one of those things in passing. It's like uh, I don't know, maybe a ninety second clip. It's interesting though. Okay. All right, let's go on to um, let's see here, twelve fifteen. So we're gonna look at two consecutive plays here where the ball gets outside. So here's the thing with these plays: when we um. I know the broadcast blamed Miles Garrett for this one, but I'm not quite – I'm not so sure. Just put it that way. 
Okay, second quarter, 848, 3 nothing Baltimore. Baltimore's in a 2 by 2 out of 12 personnel, two tight ends and uh, yeah. uh, wing alignments here. Yep. Cleveland so is getting, in their, their typical nickel. Yeah, I'm getting just the basic split zone there. So here's the thing. They're reading Garrett, but I'm not sure, particularly once we go to the tight view, I'm not sure that Garrett actually had the quarterback on this one. I think based on what the linebacker is doing, Garrett was supposed to squeeze or run all the way inside to chase the tailback dive, and the linebacker was supposed to get outside and take over. It's called a, a scrape exchange. They're exchanging roles. Normally the DN is going to sit back there and surf, and he's going to have the uh, quarterback if he pulls the ball. You know, the yeah. linebacker will just play his regular, you know, B-gap, A-gap, whatever, but he'll have yeah. the tailback. I think this might have been flipped right here. Well, this is an RPO. I mean, they're running a to-the-field RPO, too. They are running split action, mm-hmm. but they're able. he's able to pull and throw. He's got a slant mm-hmm. and a flat to the high side. This is a very popular NFL RPO right now, and it's a mm-hmm. it's fun for them because they get split action and a flat action. I'm actually not sure why he didn't throw it. I don't know if he got if Lamar got his hands hit here and didn't feel comfortable with the grip because you see how he kind of held mm-hmm. it long uh, because yeah. he could throw that and still be able to out-leverage Troy Hill chasing, but you're right. Miles, who's coming up off the left side of the quarterback, never really considers quarterback and takes on that. I think that's Patrick Ricard, number forty-two, dips inside on the split zone to get him. And I think you're right. If the if the if Anthony Walker scrapes over top, you have a chance. And you know the other thing is too with the way they play split zone. So when the when the you get that slice action from the wide or from the uh, tight end there, the Y off, they they um, they do something called falling back. So when Yep. So what Garrett's expected to do when that Y comes across is attack the block in a way that spills it. And you see, he does spill it. So it's, uh, it, if, if anything else, it puts him in conflict. It puts his rules in conflict when the, the tackle across from him, um, you know, goes off to that defensive lineman and then up to the linebacker. He has what are called block down, step down rules where when that tackle blocks down away from him, he's supposed to step down inside and look for whoever's coming his way, whether it's, you know, a guard pulling like in power or whether it's, um, you know, a slide spot from the tight end here. Does when that happens, Johnson running, does running Johnson running down to fit a like this have any bearing on where Walker might be? Uh, Walker's, well, they, they have to. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of mm-hmm, fit in mm-hmm. the A. I don't know. I mean, it's just. Yeah, no. So someone has to get outside and I think it's supposed to be Walker. Yeah, he has no clue yeah, where the football is on because this because we he doesn't have a he does with Johnson dropping down into that a gap late he doesn't have a um he doesn't have a gap there yeah didn't because they've so. got a um a five and a three technique to that side so the the B and C gaps are are already closed the a gaps covered by Johnson he's got to get I think he needs to get out there so I thought Miles was uh, was unfairly maligned on that play right there that's the moral of the story um, let's go to uh, thirteen thirty one. So let's let me check the tight and give us a scenario. We are at 736, same second quarter, just a couple plays later, still three nothing Baltimore down at their uh on the Cleveland side of the field at the 29. They are in a what looks to me like still with their Ricard's technically a running back, so it's 21 personnel um on this one. Okay. Cleveland's in their nickel. No, they're in base to match it. Taki Taki's in there. They left JOK in in base this week. That's noteworthy, right? Mm-hmm. They usually had taken him off and brought on um, uh, Matt Wilson, uh, Mac Wilson. Yep, but he only played three snaps in this game Sunday. So you have backup Carl Nassib. I just almost called him Carl Nassib. I did call him <laughs> Carl Nassib. Porter Gustin is in for miles on this play. To the field. Go ahead. Yeah, he's going to uh, lose it here again. We're getting a, a read concept, and he's supposed to – Here's the thing, too, again. So he gets outside, and like like that the play before, the um, you know the quick reaction is to blame him for that. But when you look at the linebacker at the top of the screen then and see the way he's he's holding there, you're going to yep. see him um, outside holding, holding, holding. I think he might – there's a chance that he has the he has the tailback again on this. He's a, he's a dive player, and the um, – Again, you see your linebacker between the hashes right there. He has the quarterback. Although, why you? I'll be honest though. If that is what they what they were trying to do there, why they do that, I don't know. Because when you tell Gustin that he's going to squeeze inside, you're triggering the quarterback to pull the ball. And ten out of ten times, you you should be getting the ball out of Lamar's hand in the read game. 
Not entirely so sure why Lamar's not throwing this bubble. Pretty yeah. good leverage out here, but whatever. Yeah, it looked good, but he makes it work, you know. He makes it work. He does make it work. All right, so let's uh, let's go to run defense. Run defense right. specifically off the uh, read game. All right, let's go to uh, three fifty. So three fifty. Um, yeah, three fifty, please. Okay. So we're working yes. back a little bit in the game. So from a, yeah, yeah, we're going to be out of order here. We're not chronological tonight. Yep, four oh two in the first quarter. Still nothing, nothing game. Ravens going right to left on the screen. They are at their own twenty five yard line. Looks like they're in twelve personnel here. Yeah, so this is a uh, this is just a really nice little um, angle game. In fact, can we go to the tight view, please, so we can yes, see sir. the uh, defensive line? So on um, on first down, first and ten, uh, particularly against these run heavy formations and personnel groups, um, they ran a bunch of um, several um, little like run line stunts. Um, like I wouldn't call them blitzes exactly, but you got linemen exchanging gaps here. So starting on our left side here, we're going to see uh, Clowney and. Let's see, we got Harris. We got our one technique. Yep, on that side right there. So we call this an angle going from strong to weak here. So what they're doing here um, by running this opposite the tailbacks alignment, the tailbacks on the right, they're on the left, is they're trying they're forcing the ball to bounce. They want the speed, they want the lineman crashing inside, cutting one gap in to it, sort of stuff the inside and force the tailback to bounce it all the way, all the way back out. It didn't work here, but they all got free. So it doesn't matter, but they, they did this several times. That, that seemed to be one of their, uh, one of their big strategies there. And if you go back, you're going to see, um, watch the linebackers now, particularly JOK and also Harrison. Watch how he's coming off the crack of his butt right there off a of clowny as he's in. So what mm-hmm. they ideally, um, what, what they envision happening when they call this is, Clowny or the one technique, they're going to force the tailback to bounce right into JOK, who's just you know screaming off his rear end right there. It's um, they ran it. I can at least three or four times. I want to say on first and tens. It seemed like it was um a pretty big part of the game plan. Um, let's go to uh, twenty three oh eight, please. We're going to look at another example of this angle, or slanting the line from weak to strong. Um, they're going to bring along uh, Harrison with this one as well. This basically it's the same movement we saw before, except uh, we're doing it from a three and a five technique rather than a one and a five technique. Um, actually, watch Elliot on this play. Actually, he's yeah. he's the one got my 14, eye. Fourteen twenty seven in the third quarter, six three Baltimore. They're going left to right. They're in a little pistol with an offset fullback. Uh, it's just a split. It's just a little. It looks like zone with a pl- with an insert. Just a little yeah, insert it's an zone. Insert. It's ISO old school ISO. Yeah. Yep. Same idea. So the open gap. Cleveland is in their base personnel matching it with Taki Taki in it and at the same spot and a little cover three shell just to paint the picture for you audio listeners. And yeah, heck of a play down the line from Harrison and then Jordan Elliott spot on John. Great mm-hmm. job defeating yeah. Look yeah. At that club rip. Okay. That's beautiful. Yep. Great hands gets across. And even defeats the block from Ricard. Yeah, yep. love it. And Harrison does a beautiful job just flying through, cleaning it up from the backside there. Yep. Yeah, that's um, he had a couple really nice snaps. Uh, let's go to um, unfortunately their worst graded player on the day in forty-one snaps though. Interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting. You know how I feel about grades. Uh, let's go to twenty-four ten, <laughs> please. I do know how you feel about grades. Twenty-four mm-hmm. ten. And let yes, me give the paint the picture. I know this is different. I'm sorry, guys. No, I 13, got you. Go ahead. Go ahead. 13, 17, Send third quarter, still 6-3. First and 10, they're on their own 42-yard line. Ravens are in a very bunched-up uh, formation. Pistol with the single back. You have a tight end, so you have a fullback and the wing insert to the left with another. Actually, it looks to me like 22 personnel with Devin Duvernay, the only wide receiver going in motion across. It uh, looks like a little power here to me. Same side power, mm-hmm. or am I missing this? Looks like yeah, same side, fine. same side power with the flat motion. Very popular NFL concept right now, where you get that flat motion receiver leading on the run for uh, a, an opposite side corner. So interesting stuff here. Um, Browns are yeah. in their base again. Uh, three backer look, trying to match it. And who are you calling attention to here? Yeah, so this is a, a little pinch concept. So again, we're seeing some uh, first down run movement. So with a uh, pinch, you've got um, each side pinching inside to the next open gap. Um, and really, the thing that the thing that caught my eye here is uh, JOK. Watch how crazy! Like, just watch how quick he gets he gets going on that again. It's like that third step. He's just full speed, and it's like there's a blocker there, 
there's a guard right there, but it's like the guard isn't ready for him because he doesn't think that he can be there that that fast. It's like I feel like he didn't know guys, he was coming. Yeah. Yeah, like guys don't get free. Like there's there are times where guys can block him or he doesn't avoid them or he doesn't do his shimmies and you know use a move and get around them. But it's like he gets on them so quickly they're just not ready for him. Like nothing's there and then he's there, so they can't really like tee off. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's actually amazing. I'm sure some teams will start to pick on this somehow. It will cost them some, but he's so, he's so click and move. Like what I mean by click and move, as you've alluded to, he can, he can put the foot down and change direction at such a pace. It makes up for some of this stuff. Like his, he's just, just watch. I'm going to keep playing it and rewinding it. How much quicker he's playing than anyone else on the field. Dude, and as soon as he crosses, I think it's the, like the 45-yard line right there at that point and digs that left foot in the ground. I think it's his third step right there. Yep. It's just stupid, like the takeoff. It looks like it's fast-forwarded. It's insane. He's going there. to be an all-pro backer. There's not a doubt in my mind at some point he's an all-pro. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. I've seen it in guys like Darius Leonard, some other guys out there, but not anything like this in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I I think he has all pro potential. I don't know if he ever gets there. We'll see. But I do think he has all pro potential. And again, taking on taking on Zeitler here, who is a three thirty and he's two two fifteen on a good day. And yeah, he gets blown back a hair here, but he's watch how quick he's off of him. He's, he's, exactly. he's squared up, John. Look how squared and that's up he the thing is. Too. They're, they're chest to chest. It's not oh, like yeah. he avoided the block. No, he did not. He did not. He kept his outside. He turned him in. Boom, off of him. Yeah, he gets he gets his momentum pushed a bit, but he's back inside, squared okay. up. Boom, squared up. It's fine. It was a two-yard game. <laughs> Power base. Yeah, man. It's yeah. awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, since we're talking about JOK here, we're going to move some topics around. Let's go to um, – let's look at a couple more uh, random clicks that caught my eye. Let's go to uh, 26, 28, please. Oh, right to it. First click. Love that. All right, so we are – the Ravens are down inside the red zone now. It is th- 6-3 in the – it's at the third quarter. Ball's on the 9, 11 minutes left. Yeah, so this and is – They just- are in uh, 12 personnel. No, they got tight ends at the top. Uh, is that Ricard's – so they're in 21 personnel – with Ricard as a, as a tight wing uh, to the right side with Hollywood Brown. So you have the running back to the right of Lamar on the right hash as well. So three to the side, two in a bunch formation to the left. That looks like Sammy Watkins within the slot, Mark Andrews. You get high motion from 28, which is, uh, uh, oh, shoot. Should know his name, Lamar it's not, Latavius Murray. Sorry, the running back there. Browns are bumping across. Looks like they're in nickel here, I believe. JOK's um, walked up off the edge on the quarterback's right side. Yeah, he's coming here. I that, um, wanted to watch this play because um, he does a great job holding Lamar's outside shoulder right there. So what happens with um, many safeties slash linebackers that get the pressure off the edge right here is they dip inside and Lamar's out that right side and he's gone. Like just his, his rush path itself and maintain and uh, contain on that side. Yep, look at him. Look at his inside hip. Yeah, he says, "Hey, man, go ahead and run go. right." <laughs> yeah, nowhere to go. Yeah, that's 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 great stuff again. That is perfect. And again, a lot of guys, you know, even defensive linemen have issues holding holding contain on Lamar Jackson. So when you you know sending a linebacker or safety, that's that can be iffy against him. But uh, yeah, it's just a phenomenal pass rush path right there. And then again, his ability to drop his hips and sort of redirect back inside and hold it's on the such end, right? it's such a little thing, but his ability to be comfortable. Like, hey, I'm clearly going to give him one path, which is going to be to try to work back inside me. Look at look at his body leaning back there, John. Mm-hmm. And like being able to still change direction, boom, get back down inside and be the half sack out of it. That's yeah, insane just, to me. And the, maybe I'm overblowing it, John. You 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 know you can tell me if I'm being a bit hyperbolic, but I just think some nah, of this nah, stuff is so good. Yeah, it really is, and he's so young. 
Uh, let's go to uh, 3130. Let's look at him in pass coverage. Boy, I'm going to be a cover for a snap. All right, 3130 is 13-3 Ravens at this point, 428 third quarter, second and eight on the Cleveland 45. They are in a three-by-one. They're going to get high motion over the quarterbacks, uh, quarterback and running back from Hollywood Brown moving right to left. Cleveland is in nickel in this situation. And uh, nothing else unordinary. You said this, we got a little quarters happening here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, all right, let's watch the top of the screen here. Again, just the break. <laughs> the break and the finish right there. And again, once once he gets going, like once he decides it's it's time to go, it's just like the way he eats up the yards. It's so fast. And Hollywood Brown, I know he's dealing with a thigh issue, but he's uh he's jittery. He's, yeah. he's not easy to tackle, and he just it's like it's almost like okay, this is gonna sound stupid. It's almost like he overwhelms you how quickly he gets on you as a ball carrier that you don't really have time to prepare something to make him miss. Like, yeah, I want to see this from the tight watch how, how Brown here is like, Oh God, I got nothing. I, I put a move on him. He didn't break stride. And he like, I, there's a moment here. This is again, I, I, like where he says, Oh, I can get back inside. And he's like, Oh God, right there. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> you see him? No, nope. That ain't happening. It's like he gets on you quicker than you think he's going to get on you in terms of that close speed you uh, you illuminated, John. And it's like, oh man, uh, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. not, not going to work. Yeah, man, he's he's something. All right, let's look at. Uh, I'll start cutting this down. Let's go to um, a couple uh, plays from um, Newsom. He had a great game too. He did. He did. Then we'll look there... at the picks. I think that'll that'll cover us there. So let's go to. Uh, so I've got so many plays picked out. Let me pair this down. Let's go to 7.30, please. Okay. So they're going to try and get him with a double move right here. Real quick. He is 142 in the first quarter, 0-0, second and nine. He is the solo man on the quarterback's right side. Baltimore's in 12 personnel. This actually looks like, this actually looks like 20 personnel. Am I wrong? Three wide receivers, two backs. Ricard's in the slot left with with uh Bateman and what looks like uh, Devin Duvernay. And then on the right side is Hollywood Brown and Greg Newsom, uh, pretty much ISOed one on one to the to the high side of the field outside the numbers. So hit us with your technique tape here. Okay, really, it's just it's, it's the patience at the top of the screen. They're going to try and run that little twirl and go double move on him. And you'll notice that as like as the receiver sets up and twirls right there, you're going to see him padding his feet again. See, pat, 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 right? Yeah, hot feet. Again, keeping them active, keeping your feet moving. So when you need to really start, you know, when you need to open again, um, your your body's in, in the optimal position to uh, to go right there. Again, just really good patience too. And so he's just kind of watching, watching. You notice as the wide receiver drops his hips, he drops his hips, ready to get athletic. That's pretty then, good, man. Yeah, because he's patient with that. He doesn't he doesn't look back at the quarterback. He doesn't um, he doesn't sort of let up because the ball isn't immediately there. He's ready to just turn it back up full throttle again and uh, and run down the field. It's um again that that's good stuff, especially from a rookie. Yeah, and the, to to illuminate the route so you guys know what we're looking at. It's a pretty mm, generic hitch and go, like straight up out of middle school, in my opinion. Where it's, it's a garbage hitch and go. Man. It's it's he like it's it's genuinely out of like young young player football where he, he he hitches and then spins outside so that part of it's good what i was more impressed by tell me if i'm stupid here is this is pretty lazy hitch and go not terribly hard to cover in john in my opinion but this little hesitation right here it's very slight but it would mm-hmm. be the type of route at the nfl level where they'll do that hitch and go and then they'll break it off and stop route it Right, mm-hmm. like here, it's a deep comeback. Yeah, like he yeah. almost a comeback, or sometimes they'll stop route it and just say, "Hey, read leverage." Quarterback, wide receiver will say, "I'm going to read your leverage. You're on the high shoulder. You're you're clearly prepared to run with me. I'm going to have the quarterback anticipate this, throw it at 12 yards. I'm going to stop." Like there's a little. If you watch it in full speed, I hope you guys on the computer can see this. You won't obviously an audio listener be able to see it, but he sort of hits this little slight hesitation right there. Do you see it? It's very, very, it's very, very minor. I wish we had the zoomed in view, but it's a slight little hesitation right there that he stays in phase. And I'm really impressed by because he could have completely broken down, John, in my mm-hmm. opinion, and lost everything there. But I thought he did a good job. I don't think we'll be able to see it from the tight. Nah, it's probably going to be too wide. But 
it takes an absolutely perfect ball to beat him, which it was a pretty good throw, but hard to keep the feet in when you're being, you know, sort of squeezed to the sideline that well. You got any more mm-hmm. news? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, let's go on to the uh, picks. Okay. What you got? All right. Let's go to uh, 1746, please. 1746. All right. We're almost there. So this is going to be uh, Malcolm Smith's interception. We're going to okay. be in cover four here. Six nothing Baltimore, 304 in the second quarter. I believe they just took the football back over from Cleveland. They're in a two-by-two formation out of 12 personnel, three wide receivers, a tight end, and Cleveland is obviously a nickel to match that. Um, If I gave you the correct uh, timestamps here. And I am off on the play. Yep, off on the play. There we go. There we go. All right, I mean, my bad. It's two forty-seven. First and ten, three by one formation. Tight trips, squeeze to the to the to the quarterback's right. Balls on the left hash, and there's a solo receiver Bateman to the left of the quarterback. It's quads yeah, essentially because so, you got the running back to the right of the quarterback. Yeah. So this is four by one. So it affects what what Smith does here. Normally Smith would open. We would expect in a three by one uh, mm-hmm. tailback week. Um, essentially the the will linebacker is going to be in man coverage on that tailback, but because the uh, tailback is strong here, he's going to open to the strong side. You can see um, he what, what he so here's the nice thing about this aside from getting his hand on the ball when when the tight end comes back across the field he has something called take back rules what this means is because he is the furthest defender furthest underneath defender at least to the weak side there he has to take any route that comes back towards him he has to take it back across because there's no one he can pass that on to it's just grass over there right. So you're going to see how quickly he recognizes it. And the reason he's able to get into that in position to, you know, get his hands on the ball and uh, and cause his turnover is because he sees, I think that's Andrews popping out right there. He's he's aware of his take back rules and he, he starts sliding with them. Like right here, he recognizes it's happening. He gets over, immediately turns. Mm-hmm. You see it from the uh, from the tight view there. Yeah, so he's pushing strong. He's looking for the first thing to come back to his side of the field. He's across, gets his hand on it. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, it hits Bateman first, which doesn't help. Um, even yeah. though Ronnie, you know, Ronnie's closing that thing down quick, even if that mm-hmm. does get through. But you know, yeah, no, like I you don't said, think that was getting through, even without the ricochet. Pinball. There it is. That was a good start. Good start. Uh, let's go to eighteen twenty nine. Eighteen twenty nine. Eighteen twenty nine, please. Right. So this is um, so this is going to be cover three weak side rotation or what uh, the announcers were calling one lurk. I think uh, Burroughs use Burroughs. Pardon me, used that in uh, describing this coverage during his uh, his press conference after the uh, Bengals Browns game the other week. But yeah, so, so some NFL teams will call this cover through with weak side rotation one lurk, with your lurk being your weak safety that drops down to play the uh, weak hook right there. Um, yeah, so here's what's nice about this. Here's, here's the cool part of the play. Let's set the stage real quick. I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, Six, go it's, I think this is after the next play after Cleveland had turned it over. Did Cleveland mm-hmm. turn it over? Or did they kick a field goal? I think they kicked a field goal. Yeah, they're at the 25. So this is the first play after Cleveland kicked a field goal after Lamar's last interception. So they are three by one, again, almost identical formation with a, with a trips bunch out of 11 personnel to the quarterback's right. Ball's in the middle, obviously coming off of the uh, touchback situation. A uh, little bit of a bunched alignment from the uh, X receiver to the left of the quarterback, but this time the tailback is weak and not strong. So that sets uh, a little bit of the idea for you. And then what I love me personally is that you have Ronnie Harrison down as your dime backer next to JOK. And this is a pretty formidable group in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of speed, a lot of speed. So the, uh, so the weak safety is going to um, rotate down from depth. So what he's going to do is drop off that number three receiver and he has take back roles on number three. So if number three runs a bender, runs something across, he's got to take that back. Or, pardon me, take that route back. He's got to match it right there. So it just it works perfectly. They're trying to do a uh, call to say uh, OTB over the ball concept with um, I think that first route came from the uh, the receiver with the uh, cut split and the tight end. 
So if there was some sort of middle defender right there, they're trying to high loan, but because they, the Browns just had a great play call on versus um, versus this concept right here. So you can see Dump, it gets down to his landmark. He's going to read the quarterback, and then he's he's melting or as Lamar's looking towards the number three, he's sliding with them. So it's just kind of, excuse me, that slide just takes them right to the ball. You can see right there, he's melting, melting. And then as soon as his front hand comes off the ball, that's his indicator. It's time to go. Breaks out. Jumps right in front of it. Great play. Delpit, uh, you know, for grades are grades. He did grade really well, um, which gen- generally means he was around the football and doing what he was supposed to do. So great play like that. Yeah, yeah. All, All right. right. Let's go. Uh, 2102, please. Well, these interceptions happened real quick together, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just bam, bam, bam. Uh, okay, so now it's still the second quarter. 25 seconds left, still 6-3 Baltimore. Second and 12, balls on the Cleveland side of the field on the 40. It is still that same personnel grouping with Ronnie down as the dime backer, uh, JOK at the will. And then Baltimore, hey, broken record. Right hash this time, but still 11 personnel. Trips bunch to the quarterback's right, tailback weak, three-by-one formation, and let's see what they do again. It's just They're just running spacing concept. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a stick by number two. They're, in, they're exchanging routes uh, from release. The, the point man, 13, Duvernay is running inside middle divide, a deep over, sorry, uh, just a little hitch curl up by Mark Andrews releasing from outside up the middle of the field. And then it's just Lamar reads it the wrong way. And Ronnie's sitting on the inside waiting on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This one's uh, pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what Lamar is looking at here. I mean, I don't know what he's looking at either there. Andrews there's is nothing. pretty open. Yeah. There's, there's nothing outside. I, hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, I, Lamar's special. I, I definitely think he is, but there there's definitely some times where, Mm-hmm. You know, he still has an, an immense amount of room to grow, uh, in my opinion. He did not play well in this game. They played no. every bit well no, enough, no. obviously, John, well enough to win this football game. I mean, this was – would you – would were, like, give me your general impression of this thing. Were you blown away by how well they were able to handle them? I know Baltimore's dealing with some issues. Their backfield's not as explosive as it normally is with the running mm-hmm. backs they have. But I'm telling you, I don't see where J.K. Dobbins is making a difference in the way that Cleveland played in this game. I just don't see it. I mean, no, they, have no, Bateman, was... they had Hollywood Brown. They had Andrews. I know they they're they're tackling yeah. this and Ronnie Stanley, but I don't know, man. I feel but like all the all their skill guys to throw the ball to. No, Are I you... was uh, I was presently surprised. Surprised, oh. pardon me. I I, I thought. I would... Go ahead. I'll, go ahead. I, I, no, I, I just I, I thought it was. Um, I thought they were going to have more issues, particularly with the design, like the design quarterback run game, like mm-hmm. Lamar running power read and that you know the quarterback counter trade read. Um. He's he's banged us on on all those plays over the last you know three four seasons. He's good for a touchdown a game off something like that, or you know keep their down conversions. Um, overall, they did a great job defending him. They also did a great job against the scrambles. That's actually that's really where I was impressed. I thought he was going to have a lot more success uh, just pulling the ball down when something wasn't there and um, and making things happen. And you know he he did get them at times, but it's just you know that's part of it. It's going to happen. I just think their defense is really, from a personnel standpoint, built to play Baltimore pretty well. And yeah, yeah. I thought that was on display. Absolutely, and just like and JOK, and you saw there were a couple of plays where he, um, you know, they used him to spy a couple of times. And I'm, I'm like you. I know your your opinion and my opinion uh, align on quarterback spies for the most part. I think it's a waste, particularly against someone like, um, like Lamar, because the the generally it's a linebacker. The linebacker is never going to get there. It doesn't matter if he's spying him or not. Like Lamar is mm-hmm. going to beat him around the edge each and every time. Now you throw JOK in that, and the equation changes a bit because he actually has the speed to challenge that. And um, they they did use him, and it was cool too the way they would they would line him up over the center, and, and he would do his little fake rush, and then he would back out of it. But it was it's mm-hmm. smart because it it keeps the center from helping, and it, it singles up everyone else that's rushing the moment right there. It's uh, yeah. here's the last <laughs> interception too, John, right here. Yeah, that's where we're going. Perfect. Yep the uh, the the situation's thirteen ten. In the, th- in the fourth quarter, second and nine from about midfield. It's on the 47-yard line of Cleveland, 13 – or sorry, the whole Baltimore's 47-yard line. They go flat motion from um, – I guess Ricard is in tight end alignment here with an inline tight end left. So you get flat motion from Hollywood Brown working left to right to make it a quads snap. And um, 
you know, I think obviously the Browns adjust to that quads look. They're just running a little play action. Uh, I call this a little run action power look from the gun because they take Zeitler, the right guard, and kick him across, almost identical to what Cleveland does from, from under center in a similar fashion. And they take Andrews from his alignment outside the right tackle. They run him on a deep over, and the coverage is, is just cover three. Cover three, weak side rotation. Yep. One lurk if you want to go with that for the night. Yeah, again, Johnson's the uh, weak hook defender. He's dropping off the number three. He has take-back rules here, so if he gets a bender, he's got to turn and run with it. Uh, he has to turn and run because the safety's going to lean on the number two, um, and the number two is vertical there. So um, essentially he's going to turn into a one-on-one. And, yeah, he uh, you get you get the really good view from uh, right. the tight version. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not totally sure if this is an accurate throw. It's underthrown. If it's an accurate in stride throw, it could have been caught because there is separation right there. Mm -hmm. He does get a little when they make contact. Yeah. I mean, the, the underthrow, I'll say, I'll put it this way. The underthrow could have been bad. And John played the underthrow. Well, finding the ball right there, at least looking, you know, yeah, he, he made some effort to get his head around, which is what he had to do because they throw a flag if he didn't. Yeah, so you could obviously John could have been in terrible position by. Be, I mean, I think he's beat. It's you can see it right here, John. If the ball is accurate and in stride, a perfect throw from Lamar, I think he gets beat over the top. But it's underthrown, which underthrowing could lead to what nine out of ten, eight out of ten times this is a flag. But you know he does a good job of throttling down at the same time, not barreling into him. And I don't know, that's a special catch, man. It's mm-hmm. a really special catch to, to be an athlete. It, it really is. It was a heck of an interception. So not perfect. I do think he could have been beat over the top. I think he was actually uh, I, I'm not in great phase when the ball was launched, but it was underthrown. And the kudos to me comes in. Nice job not bowling him over, getting your head back, trying to find the ball. And then once the ball landed on top of you, that's an excellent, excellent play to control it on your way down. So Yeah, a lot of guys are going to panic in that spot too. Absolutely. Any other plays you want to look at, John? No, let's end on the uh, high note here. Good deal. Good deal. This is a huge thank you to John for obviously putting in the time to to come up with these. I think some of you stuck it out. I know we started at 8. It went two hours, 8 to 10. I'm sorry, guys. It's late. But I appreciate you, John. I appreciate you guys for listening. Really, really uh, good show. I think we covered a lot of things from all angles. Run game. um, You know, I I would say run game. We covered that, why it failed. We covered some of the stuff from Baker in the pass game. And then John did absolute lights out stuff here on the defense to give you an idea of how they were able to shut these guys down. So I appreciate you guys. Have a great night uh, for me, for John, for Kyle Murphy coming on joining earlier for the pre-recorded segment. We appreciate you guys. Have a great night. And as usual, go Browns. Go Browns.